All right, it's July 2nd, 2019. This is On Leadership with Matt Childers, Executive Director of Outline Leadership, and Brian Garver. Brian, welcome, and if you would please just uh, let me know what your title is here at Keybridge. Uh, my title is Vice President of Sales and Marketing. And it's Keybridge Medical Care. Re- Medical Revenue Care, yes. Medical Keybridge Revenue Medical Care. Revenue Care. Great. Hey, great to be with you. Uh, We're going to ask a series of questions on leadership and about your foundations. And we'll start with when you were in junior high school and high school, did you know what profession you wanted to be a part of and what did that look like? Well, I grew up in a blue collar family. Um, You know, my dad worked at the Ford plant and then went on to uh, move over to uh, General Dynamics back in the early 80s. And uh, my mom was an RN. Um, So, to me, you know, it's always about what you see in life, you know, and that to me, I thought, you know what, I'm going to go to school, but I'll probably, I see myself, I always thought I saw myself working, you know, um, with something with uh, computer-aided drawing was the big draw back then, yeah. um, computer-aided mechanics, and so that's kind of where my head was at, um, yet that never happened. <laughs> what, what lessons did you learn from your parents? Uh, hard work. You know, my parents were both very dedicated, uh, working people, um, disciplined to yourself, to your family. Um, uh, my, my mom and dad, between the two of them, I don't know if they've ever taken a sick day. I mean, um, they were just brought up that way and raised that way. And, um, I saw them, you know, show that example to me and my brothers. So I would say that was the biggest one. Uh, and where did you go to high school and then where did you go to college? I went to Lima Bath, as they put it, you know, um, <laughs> went to Bath High School, actually went um, from kindergarten through half of second grade. I went to uh, um, Westwood, Westwood Elementary School on Cable Road, on Cable Road. It's gone yeah. now. Um, and then my family moved out to Bath when I was in the middle of second grade and um, finished out high school there. And then I went to um, the branch campus Hmm. for uh, two and a half years. Yeah. So uh, thinking about um, the business world and and then prior to the business world, who influenced your leadership style? You know, I would say that's a great question, by the way, because there's some people that really I still uh, reflect on today and use their wisdom um, every day. I would say it first really hit me, obviously with my parents, you know, seeing how they led our family um, and raised me and my brothers. Um, that, that was a big influence on just developing me as a, as a, as a person and my character, um, integrity, work ethic. So I would start with them. Um, from there, I would say uh, a big influencer on me was uh, Bob Keller. Um, you know, Bob was a, uh, a businessman in Lima and... Um, was in the steel industry for years, and then he bought the Powell Company mm-hmm. from Bob Powell. Um, you know, back in the gosh, I think it was in the '80s when he bought the organization, early '80s. Um, but Bob is the one who, while I was going to college, gave me an opportunity to get into the business world, and it was just working in the summer, doing some work for him in the office, um, getting involved in customer service and sales, um, helping healthcare facilities and helping industrial. Uh, facilities in and around Lima schools, churches, you know, with their industrial cleaning needs. That's what we did at the Powell Company back then, and, and Powell still does that today. Bob was an amazing leader, though. I, I always admired his 
um, his character, his, how he invoked humor into what he was trying to accomplish. People looked up to him. His involvement in the community was always really strong. Um, I was always shocked. I'd go to lunch with Bob somewhere and everybody knew him. Um, and he always just had a big, bright smile. He was just a trap. People were attracted to him. And I realized then that, wow, you know what? Um, having that type of personality and being outgoing and just a smile, mm. you know, is such a great thing. Cause I would just see how people would just be attracted to him and, and all the great things that he accomplished. So I would say, um, uh, uh Bob Keller for one. Um, then as we continue on there, um, I would say, uh, Bill Schroeder was another one. And, um, you know, Bill Schroeder as a, as a, as a local business owner, Bill ended up buying the Powell company, Bill and Harold, Brian Ball and John Whitaker. But, um, Bill, Bill taught me a different, um, set of, uh, of, of, of leadership skills that, um, I hadn't learned yet. And, um, so, so I would say, say Bill Schroeder. And then there's a gentleman, um, that also I worked with there. His name's Dave Carr and Dave is now down in uh, North Carolina, um, and, and Dave's the one who took me from managing and, and leading a business to really being a leader of people. Mm. You know, Dave was an amazing educator. You know, he's passionate about just about how to, how to raise people up and, and make them the best version of themselves. And that was his real passion. Um, so I look back, you know, now and I, I see the culmination of those different people that influenced me in my life. And, and I take from all of them really every day in different ways. So, yeah, you mentioned Bob Keller, and then you mentioned Bill Schroeder and you said Bill had a little different leadership style and you gained uh, skills from that. What was what were those? Yeah. You know, um, Bill taught me the ability to make tough decisions. Mm. You know, um, when, when I when I talked about Bob Keller, you know, you talk about uh, how he was so influential with people and how he was so attractive to people and, and his bright smile. And he was just, uh, you know, people wanted to follow him. And, 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 and that was his leadership skill. Uh, I think Bill Schroeder taught me um, the ability to make tough business decisions um, to, to keep the organization you know, the a priority mm -hmm. and to do that at times, you know, it's going to, you're going to make tough decisions. It's easy as a leader to get sucked into being everybody's friend mm. and leading by just pure, you know, um, friendship. Um, and, and that's an important, that's an important characteristic of it. But I would say Bill really taught me that, you know, the tough decisions part. Um, I would also say a broader scale you know, with Bill, um, I saw his involvement within the organization, not just from a business development and a leadership, but really get involved in the, uh, in the other aspects of the organization, not being trapped behind a desk, but really getting out there mm. and seeing what's going on in every corner of the organization and making an impact. Yeah. Yeah. Very good. All right. Um, you speak to many organizations and groups about culture. What is it about culture? Well, I think, you know, I've learned over the years, um, and I'm 49 now, by the way. I can't believe I'm, I'm about to be 50. <laughs> you're, you're, you can play the white tees going yeah, forward. exactly. Um, but I've really learned this over the years, and I'm so thankful for it. I mean, I, I get excited about it, but I look at the success that I've been able to be part of, and, and it's been an amazing, amazing journey for me, and I'm still enjoying that. Um, but I think it comes down to leadership, number one. But number two, it's leadership's to ability to invoke 
the right culture, you know, to create the right type of culture. Um, that's truly leadership's responsibility. It's one that's often overlooked, but I just look back and I see it over and over organizations that, that make culture a high priority and the organizations thrive. I mean, they grow, they flourish, they attract great people, they retain great people. And people at the end of the day are how you win or lose. You know, Woody Hayes mm. said it best, you know, you win with people. Mm. He said, it's that Good. simple. And he always said, it's, it's, it's not the X and O's, it's the Jimmy and Joe's, right? I mean, it, it, people make the difference. And culture um, is where I've really learned that. Um, you know, I, we practice it here, you know, in our organization at Keybridge and, and even prior to coming here um, at the Powell Company, you know, really focusing on um, people being present. You know, really being present in the moment every day. Mm. You know, at Keybridge, for example, when we have a team meeting, our team comes knowing that um, everybody's going to be engaged. It's This isn't a one-person show where somebody's going to talk and everybody else is on their laptop or their phone or trying to, you know, multitask. We want people to be engaged in the moment. Um, and when you get a group of people and a group of professionals that are being engaged every day um, at a high level, great, great things happen. So that comes from culture, which ultimately, you know, comes from leadership um, driving that culture. That's very good. When you think about hiring someone, what do you look for? Yeah, that's a really good question. That's a complex answer. Um, I'll try to simplify that. Um, first of all, I look for integrity I look for confidence. I look for people that don't just have a brilliant mind and a brilliant passion in their heart, but I, I look for people that want to share that. You know, I, I, I want talented people, but I want talented people that want to, to share it, mm. to, that want to, to, to want to share their talent with others, you know, because they're only one person. I'm only one person. You're only one person, Matt. You know, we, we've got to all individually be able to share and 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 uh, get our talents and our passion and 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 our knowledge. We got to share that with other people mm. and and do it in a way that they understand that they can get excited about. Right. So I look for that right away. And you know, I've I've come across people that I think possess a, a, a great deal of talent, but if I if I really can't find that they have no um, willingness or even a passion to want to share that with others and teach others, then to me, it's just not worth, it's not worth much. So I think that's a big one. Yeah. Um, you have a daughter, you and your wife, Sally have a daughter going to college, uh, this fall for the first time, right? Yeah. First daughter, your, your oldest daughter, Hannah, uh, what career advice do you give her and other new college grads? Um, great question because we think about that a lot now. Once you get a, a child that's starting to become an adult, right, and enter this adult world, we start wanting to help them, you know, have the best life possible as an adult. And you want them to be happy. You want them to thrive. You want them to be successful, whatever that definition is for them. Um, but my advice to her and to other young adults um, is to be able to articulate what you mean to this world, to this community, to this organization, to this team, to this classroom. I don't care what it is you're part of, but be able to articulate what you're passionate about because I don't think there's anything that can stop you if you get good at that. I mean, I don't care what your passion is even, but if right. you can articulate it and get other people as excited about something that as, as you are about it, 
then great things will come your way. And so I think it goes back to having, you know, being a great communicator, um, uh, a good user of the English language, you know, being able to choose the right words. Um, I think tone of voice and attitude is everything. Mm -hmm. You know, any winning coach will tell you attitude, attitude is, is, is the core of winning teams and winning players. Um, you have great talent, but with the wrong attitude, and they're they're more of a harm to your team than they are as a, an asset. So yeah. I think that's a big part, and that's the advice I give Hannah and and anybody. Yeah, I always talk about uh, meeting with um, uh, college classes and college students, and a lot of times I was speaking to communication classes about you know do something that you love, do something that you're passionate about, and. On Sunday night, you won't be thinking about the Sunday night blues that Monday's coming. You'll be thinking about, <laughs> hey, it's going to be a great week this week. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. All right. So um, tell me about uh, some recent leadership lessons that you've learned. Wow. You know, um, it's, it, that happens every day, by the way. Um, and, and I try to always keep my eyes wide open to learning and, and what's what's happening around me and, and trying to sharpen the saw as you know Covey always talked about. And just yesterday was July first. Mm-hmm. And I was doing I was I was reflecting even, you know, July first, I was kinda like, here we are, it's halfway through the year. Halfway. It's the first day of the second half. And it got me really reflecting on um what went really well the first half of the year and why. You know, really thinking about why those things happen. Um and then I also started reflecting on, you know, what could have happened that I wanted to that maybe didn't as much as it could have or at all. And, um, and the lesson I, I, that, that hit me yesterday, again, was to share that. You know, yeah. for me to keep that to myself, because I was, I was reflecting, all these great things were coming to my mind. And immediately I just opened up my computer and I started putting together a message to my team. Yeah. Letting them know what I was feeling and about what we should be thankful for and what we should be uh, grateful for and, and what's refueling our tank. You know, let's, let's think about the great accomplishments we've had. Um, now let's think about also what's it going to take to continue driving this, this ship forward in the direction we want to drive. And what are the little things that, that maybe we didn't do as well as we could have in the first half of the year that yeah. we can do now. And it's kind of like halftime. You know, it's a great time of the year just to, to, to uh, do better the things you feel like you need to or could have. Right. And also to refuel the tank by kind of memory, uh, yeah. remembering the, the great things that happened. When you would think about leaders in, your posi- in, a, in a similar position as you, how many times a year... Are you sending a message out like that to your team where you're sending, hey, here are some things that we've done great, and then reflect on how here are some areas of improvement for us. Are you doing that uh, on a quarterly basis, on a, on a, a biannual basis, a weekly basis? What, what does that look like? You know, um, I've always been the type of leader that... I just want to stay open and let those things come to me every day. Um, I want to. I want to always just stay open and aware of what's going on and allow those things to come to me. Um, sure, just like any organization, we have set parameters where we do quarterly, you know, communications, yearly communications, even monthly communications with our teams. But it, it's really, you know, it's really the in between times. It's it's the quiet times that sometimes at home at night when things come to you that you want to share. And so. Um, 
um, picking your spots, mm. I, I think, is really key with great leaders and, yeah. and great leadership, and and communi- communicating not in big, long, drawn out, you know, two page messages, but be very right. specific, you know, to the point, um, and sharing that with your team. So um, I, I think great leaders do that, and and I I feel like people want to hear from their leader. They want to they want to hear. For sure. You're a member of the 2005 Alignment Leadership class. Can you share some of that experience uh, with our audience? Yeah. Um, I was at the Powell Company uh, back in those days. And um, I remember it well because uh, it was brought to my attention. Hey, Brian, you're going to attend Alan Lima Leadership and be part of that. And so I said, okay, great. And you know what's funny about Alan Lima Leadership in 2005, and I'm sure it's true for every class. Um, I met people and, and spent 10 months with them and still to this day. Um, and, and now when we see each other, I'm just bumped into one of my classmates over the weekend. Um, we have a real special bond. I mean, there's a bond that will never be erased that you, that you develop with your classmates. Um, you know, we have a classmate right now that's going through a tough time with cancer. And, um, you know, you, 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 you become the support system for each other, mm. you know. And, you know, this was now, what, 14 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a long time ago. Yeah, it'll be, you'll be, you're, basically, you're the halfway point of the 30 years. Yes. There's been 30 classes of uh, leadership, and you'd be about the halfway point there. So. And, and so those bonds are strong. Um, you know, obviously, learning, I thought some of the greatest things I learned through Alan Lima Leadership beyond the relationships of other leaders and be able to, to be a support system for each other, I thought was the uh, community awareness was very eye-opening and I'll never forget those moments. Um, the times within our judicial system, um, the time spent on third shift with the Lima Police Department at mm. night, you know, just learning what's going on out here. Um, this is our world. This is our community. These are our, this is our family and our friends and our neighbors. And, and, you know, we walk through life not knowing mm-hmm. and, and Alan Lima leadership allowed me to know yeah and and then it allows me to become a better part of it It is quite community. amazing how many things are in our community and at leadership Alan leadership gives you a great uh, uh, kaleidoscope into all of those different areas and I think that's important because I always thought I knew every single person in Lima <laughs> yeah. you know growing up in Lima and I, I knew two people in the class and I thought I knew everything about the community but man I'm still learning today and we just completed our first uh, 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 season uh, and, and first uh, you know class year uh, with uh, with myself at the helm and and uh, I can't tell you how many more things that I've I've learned uh, just this past year about our community and a number of those things that you mentioned. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about a couple last questions here. Uh, what's next on the horizon for you in terms of leadership? You're the vice president of sales and marketing here at Keybridge. Um, what are what's next on that horizon for Brian Garver and, and his team? Yeah, um, you know, I've I think as a leader, you learn to really care about people. You know, great leaders care, and um, I think the natural evolvement of me is that caring. Um, you know, now I'm seeing myself get engaged with more and more organizations about their leadership, about their culture, about um, 
how they can raise the bar and making a difference, you know, within their organizations through its people. Again, it's not it's not always process and product. It's experience wins. Best experience wins today. And that doesn't mean best experience just for our customers and clients, but it's the best experience for your people, for your team. Internally. Yes, internally. It's it's that. And and sharing that with organizations outside of our industry, outside of my company, um, has been really fulfilling to me. Um, and I'm starting to do a little bit more on that, uh, uh, of that. Um, so I could see, you know, my leadership role continue to expand, um, just making a difference in organizations' lives and in people's lives um, about, yeah. you know, culture and about the best experience internally allows that team then to provide the best experience externally. Yeah. And if you're listening to this uh, uh, podcast uh, that we're doing with Brian today, you can reach out to him because he does give uh, an incredible uh, hour, about an hour session on culture and how it impacts organizations today. And uh, I shared with you afterwards that uh, it was the uh, most liked uh, in our surveys throughout the entire 10 sessions this year. That portion of uh, of our day so uh, that that was really special for us and uh, everybody took a lot away from that and one of the things that we're trying to do more and more in in alignment leadership because it's called leadership uh, leadership is in the name for a reason is to be able to give folks the skill sets to break bring back to their organizations and make a positive impact and have people internally feeling like you're feeling about your team and vice versa. So that was a tremendous day for us, I I must tell you. Uh, Okay, so uh, last question. Uh, What's the best book on leadership that you would recommend? Uh, You know, Old Faithful, um, old guys like me. I mean, we, 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 we come across things in our lifetime that you never forget that, that change things for you forever. Um, you know, they always say that the three biggest things that change your lives are, um, the, the, when the day you get married, um, the birth of your first child. And then the third thing is when someone close to you, mother, father, brother, sister, child, you know, passes. Yeah. Um, and, and those things you never forget. Um, there's also, people you come across in your life or things you read that change you. And I would say a book by Jim Collins, and a lot of you know this, um, this was written back in the late 90s, um, but good to great. You know, um, when that book came out, I remember reading it and thinking, oh my gosh, this is it. This is the Holy Finally, they put it in a very way that I can understand this in such a simple way, but it's also based on fact. It wasn't someone's opinion. It wasn't some people getting together, writing a book, giving their thoughts and opinions. Good to great was, you know, 25, 30 years of data Mm. then shared like, hey, here's the deal, guys. Here's the proof. Here's the evidence of why some organizations hang around good forever Mm. and why other organizations make the leap from good to great. And I would say that's the most impactful one. And I'll never forget the first sentence of that book. You know, you open it up, chapter one, sentence number one, and it just says, good is the enemy of great. And I'll, I'll never forget that because that really resonated with me because through, throughout life, whether it was back in school or in college or my first job, 
you know, if you're doing good, hey, I'm good. Yeah. Everybody leave me alone. Let me do my thing, right? right? But but that's not, to me, that's not what life's about. You know, I don't care whether it's within your family or in your church or in your school or in your activities or your, or your career, but, but be great, right? I mean, that's what, I mean, achieve the, 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 the most, the highest potential you're capable of and impact your organization or your team at the highest level you're capable of. That to me is what life's about. That's what's rewarding. Um, and I think good to great was one that just resonated with me. Um, and there's also, you know, specific, um, uh, examples of, of how organizations did that. Um, and it's funny because I remember even as I was reading through that, and I still, I still refer to it today, um, it takes me back to times in my life and leaders that I mentioned earlier, whether it's Bob yeah. Keller or Bill Schroeder or Dave Carr, um, and examples that I saw in them that you know, it was talked about in good grade. Yeah. Well, you've been a great uh, ambassador for Alignment Leadership for the last 14 years. You were great this year with our class. I want to thank you for being a part of this On Leadership podcast. And uh, I appreciate your support for the leadership group and all you're doing here at Keybridge. It's uh, been a pleasure, and uh, we'll look forward to hopefully bringing class 2020 through, uh, through Keybridge again. Yeah, and we'd love that. You. It's been fun. I'm, t- I'm so excited, Matt, that, that you and I have connected um, being part of Alan Lyman leadership and, and not, not the class of 2005, but the future is bright. You know, I think what you brought to the organization is exciting to me. Um, and I'm excited to be part of that. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. And, uh, we will uh, have this podcast up on our website and we'll also be in the Lima news, uh, with Brian's interview here, uh, on, on leadership with Alan Lyman leadership. Thanks again, Brian. Thank you.